0: Welcome to the On The Slab Horror Show with me, Ian Kelly, your host for the day. And today we welcome a very familiar face to some of you who uh, are very, very kind enough and uh, loyal enough to support the Dynamo Podcast Network. But this familiar face has yet to appear on a couple of shows, and this is one of them. It is the shopkeeper, Noel Hogan, whether you can call him the gaffer, the shopkeeper, the coach, whatever you want. But Noel Hogan, obviously the host of the Upper Tier podcast, Shankly Sessions, Monday Mashup, and probably about 20 dozen more. Um, he makes his debut today on The Slab. Noel, you're on the coal table today. Welcome, my friend. Yeah, delighted
1: to be here. I'm looking forward to this When We spoke about it for a while, so...
0: yeah. Um,
1: yeah, you asked me to to get into this, and uh, it brought me on a proper trip down memory lane. it?
0: yeah, and it's kind of nice actually because uh, with that beautiful background as well, um, it's kind of nice as well because um, to get someone like yourself who actually kind of not that you're old, but you're a little bit older than us is, and you would have been around to kind of go to the cinema for a lot of these movies and stuff, and kind of um, at a time where I dare say there was probably a little bit more innocence and naivety with, uh, with viewers and stuff where there wasn't much social media to distract you, so you were completely invested uh, in film, which is how exactly you should watch any kind of film, in my opinion. Um, as you know from watching these shows, myself, Carl and Greg, we, we talk about atmosphere a lot, you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of, especially with a, with a horror movie and a horror genre, or even thrillers and you know suspense movies, it's all about atmosphere, and um, I, I I saw from your crazy list uh, that we have got a lot of that in there, so we're gonna have some fun today. Uh, you're you're in the you're in the cold room today on the on the cold uh, metal table, and you're ready to be uh, you're ready to be uh, <laughs> Dis- uh, dissected dissected <laughs> dissected dissected. So we asked it we asked you initially to pick a top ten. You picked a twenty three. Uh, we'll try and we'll try and get a top ten out of that twenty three, and then we'll maybe do some honorable mentions. So, yeah. um, I'm sure you can go through, um, like what you think, and we don't have to do it in any particular order, unless you want to keep a, keep your favorites uh, until the end. I'm sure you, you I'm oh, sure exactly. you have in mind your all time, you know, hmm. top two or three or whatever. Yeah. Um, so let's let's jump right on in. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's. As you see from the list that I sent you, it, it's an interesting dynamic, really, because you know some of these are nearly comedies at this stage; more so than horrors. But horror is such a very loose description, yeah, of a movie. And I grew up on a lot of these. This list that I've put together; these movies remind me of moments in my life. Yes, and, uh, when I watch these movies and how I experienced them, and um, so it's interesting. I watched a lot of these. When they would scare you, they don't necessarily scare you now, but they scared me then. So they, they ring true to me, if you like, you know.
0: No, um, that makes that makes sense. And again, you're you're kind of you're kind of speaking a lot about what me and the king, in particular, speak about. Hmm. Is like you can watch these movies again, and you're not waiting to be scared as such, but you're looking hmm. at it for the uh, the moments of nostalgia and the moments of just bringing you to a a time of innocence in your life where it did probably scare you at that time. Do you know what I mean? And and even at the same point, you, you could probably look at some of these movies as well and go, Shit! If I was to just free my mind a little bit, or if I'd done a little bit of DMT or some sort of acid, I'd be scared of shit. <laughs> you know what so I mean? Hell, um, like a
1: ayahuasca session or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You yeah. know, not yeah. that I'm. Yeah. That's definitely not my bag. To be yeah. fair, I would probably be found <laughs> in the liffy somewhere. Um, but uh, you know what I mean. You can see why some people do hold these movies so dear like we all do so why don't we uh why don't we jump into your your first movie
1: before i before i get into the list i I wanted to give a little bit of a background okay Um, i I grew up i obviously and i sometimes i talk in these shows and people think i'm really old
0: no (laughs) No, you're not not really old old. you're not that much older than all of us to be fair fair. no
1: but i i grew up at a time where let's say parenting was a little bit looser um, yes. So so you were allowed to watch movies and you were allowed to absorb them. But also you were kind of allowed to hang out with your mates. So like I one of my friends, my, my first horror movie, if you like, my, my first experience of it was um our school when we were in primary school used to run a movie evening on after school on a Friday type of thing but it'd be more towards say five, six after school you know and you pay like 50p to get in and there'd be someone in the corner selling all sorts of sweets and stuff and Deadly. the first the first one I ever watched was one called Piranha the Killer Fish I know it yeah I know I it. it's I one with Lee Majors Lee Majors is in it from the boy the Bionic Man and all the fall guy and all was that. it around
0: 19, 1979 or 1980
1: or something or was it a little bit later I'd say, I'd say it would have been I would have been probably around 81 82 I'd say. okay yeah yeah Seems but i always right. remember there was a scene in that where there was a guy in the river and he was on a like a pallet or something like that yeah and he fell in and the fish just went in and tore him asunder and i remember one of the scenes in that which triggered me a bit in terms of horror was that they show a scene where some of the fish swim out of his insides yeah. back into the sea which was a, an amazing scene at the time of course but that was kind of my first introduction if you 1978 know.
0: so it was 78 uh, of us, off the was top it, of yes. my head i was able to yeah it was good good call yeah um, but
1: it was probably 81 82 when we of course
0: when you TV. would have seen it yeah yeah, 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 yeah this yeah. would
1: have been a projector job now you know
0: oh 100 um, the best yeah. the best kind mm-hmm. But
1: I, I often say to people, and I've said it before, that like if you if you were to look at my music playlist on my phone, if I lost my phone and someone found it, they would think I'm an absolute headbanger. And my movie choices are very like that as well. Um, insofar as I'm not really mad into slasher horrors and, and gore and like like I wouldn't be a fan of the Saw series or any of that kind of stuff, you know. Well what that's what
0: I mean? the, well that's yeah, that's that's weird. It doesn't, that's, it doesn't
1: it doesn't that doesn't appeal to me. So I, I I suppose where where will we start let's pick a good one. I suppose we should start the exorcist
0: for number 10 the exorcist yeah. i love it okay yeah. this is now this it's... is this is always going to be on everyone's list listen yeah. for anybody that doesn't like the exorcist i mean that tubular bells intro is, i mean it's one of the most iconic um you know pieces mm-hmm. of music along with uh, the the yeah. halloween intro mm-hmm. for you um you know you're you're only about you know a decade older than me so again you're not old so that's what we yeah. need to allow people to remember this but at the same time that 10 years can be pivotal in terms of when you were growing up watching these type of movies yeah. and and i dare say noel some kids still today get scared from this movie seen it for mm, the first time
1: absolutely now again the background to this when i talked about parents being a little loser one of my best friends years ago was a guy called Ken Barr and we used to do you know sleep over nights and all that kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah, so we'd have movie nights and stuff like that the good stuff but, yeah on yeah, the weekends we, <laughs> but, and, and the stories that you tell where you go down to the video store and you get the three or the four movies for yeah. five quid for the whole weekend or whatever it yeah. is, you know and it was really cool at the time but I always remember there was times as well where he'd always he was huge into horror I wasn't mad into horror he was huge into it so he'd always pick if we were picking three movies to be two horrors and one generic Eric one, let's say, you know, but we'd watch them in his house and I'd always have to walk home and I'd be walking home in the dark. Cause as I said, parenting back then, life was kind of safer and parenting was kind of looser. Yes. but I always remember like I'd watch one of those movies, like one of the old fright nights or something like that. And oh you know, Shitting yourself walking home, you'd be watching behind you, every single bush that moved with the breeze or something like that. You'd be crapping yourself, and you'd be sprinting home, like you know what I mean. And it was just that Iron
0: Maiden song, "Fear of the Dark," is perfectly describes that. You know, because you hundred percent. just oh yeah yeah
1: absolutely absolutely they'd nearly be sprinting from street light to street light you <laughs> know, that kind of like. so like this the people now listening to this will think this is I'm ancient but i'm not this is this is mid 80s and stuff like that
0: oh 100 yeah but uh
1: yeah that's what we used to do so shout out to can good friend of mine from years ago we used to we watched hundreds of movies over that time you know um but yeah the exorcist is is is, is classic really you know what I mean like even, e- even the image of the man outside the house with the hat underneath the light and yeah you know the whole yeah. thing and I, I was always a fan of those type of thing I don't think I think you mentioned to me during the week you call it kind of the dark side of things so you know I won't give too many more away but there's a kind of a pattern that goes through this list yeah of the kind of I i, I definitely have a type um,
0: yeah
1: and it's kind of dark more than gore um yeah yeah so uh yeah, so that's so I, I started with The Exorcist anyway, so we we'll, we'll put that in a number. Well, I think Again, it's a phenomenal movie. Particular order. I think
0: it's a phenomenal movie. It's actually funny enough. I didn't see The Exorcist until, and this is a true story, until I was about 18 when I first oh. bought it on VHS because I was, uh, I was in a very kind of... It's weird. People always hear about uh, me talking about watching movies with my granny and all that, and I was always allowed to watch the John Carpenter stuff and, the, you know what I mean, like the kind of... Um, you know, Halloween and the fog and stuff like that. And both when I was real young, I was never really allowed to watch some of the 18s movies because parents at that time, you know, growing up in the late 80s to early 90s, kind of looked at it and went, no. But like, there were, you know, if there was any kind of sexual reference or anything like that, it was like, it's a no. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch it. <laughs> if it was just pure gore or whatever, boom, mm-hmm. you're grand. Mm-hmm. And I remember being able to watch uh, the first movie that scarred me was Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, which is like, I mean, it is a horror, but it's a thriller. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. More so. Yeah. And uh, and you know what I mean by that. If you're a six-year-old and mm. seven-year-old watching that, you're like, mm. I'm writing a letter to daddy. Mm. And this lunatic walking around, I was like, shit. <laughs> and I'm feeding her sister rats. So, mm. but because of the Catholicism at the time, they wouldn't really allow me to watch The Exorcist. So I remember uh, in Chapters, which was a great, um, great star here in, in Dublin, which is probably still yeah. around, I believe. Um, And you know what I mean, but it's not. Like you could go down to chapters and you could have like a, a five-pound note in your pocket and come back with, you know, two or three videos. Yeah. And awesome. uh, The Exorcist was one that I got. And I have to say, I watched that at 18 and I, I made sure that I watched it in the dark. I was sitting on my laptop, um, on my computer at the time, but I was like, holy shit, this is... Mm-hmm actually pretty good i mean i wasn't as scared because i went into it being told that my parents and stuff like that and my family were so scared so i was kind of like almost had a bit of a guard up about it but then obviously i've seen it about a million times now and every time i see it you see why people were absolutely terrified because it was so and then the whole backstory of it being uh you Know being based on a true story, which it was, but you know, it was a boy and whatnot. Yeah, great show for your first uh, for your first movie. I love it.
1: Yeah, I just remember it being absolute classic and it just it just stayed with me. I I, I like that whole world of exorcism and you know, that Satan side of things and possessions and yeah, the dark side, as you said. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think that stuff's really, really cool, you know. I, I find that appealing, you know. Um, let's go number nine then. Number nine, of course, I put in, The Omen. Um, oh! And, and I suppose when I talk of these, when I talk of The Omen, I'm talking about, you could talk maybe about all of them, if you like, you know. I didn't necessarily pick one, two, or three. Yeah, or the almond.
0: I mean, like some people. For me personally, I think the almond two was even better. But you're right. Like it, it, it's a. So you're talking about the franchise as such.
1: Yeah. When I talk about the Omen, I'm talking about <coughs> the series. I'm talking about like, like when I get to other ones after this, I'm talking about all of them, really. You know what I mean? Not the
0: remake, obviously, with Liv Schreiber. Like that's no, no,
1: no, no. I don't want to talk about any of the remakes.
0: No, never. <laughs> like
1: any of them. That's <laughs> not
0: allowed on this channel, anyway. It's, not, it's it's a forbidden uh... yeah. but I just i
1: thought i even spoke to you about this during the week i mean that little bastard of a kid and <laughs> like you know and the da copped on pretty quick yeah and the, the whole the whole darkness of it even the clothing that they wore the suits and you know everything was dark the cars were dark you know and and the, the mother you know the mother was kind of in on it you know what yeah. I mean? She kind of knew, but she was in the noisel and protecting the kid. And there was always a bird there. I remember the dogs with the snarl and the whole thing and all. And I just thought it was amazing. And, and you know, even even the priest and the church. I remember uh, I think one of them comes off, it doesn't he and he goes down onto the railings. Is that is that the priest in it? Is it yeah, mother?
0: yeah, yeah. But it's uh the, the, the spear comes down and gets him. And I think yeah. about it is obviously Catherine Thorn, she's the mother, and um, played by um God, I have it here. Where is it? Lee Remick. Lee Remick. Um, and then of course, obviously Gregory Peck, one of the great fucking actors and one of the great, one of the great faces, you know what I mean, of of, of Hollywood. Um, you know, she it's not necessarily that she's in on it, but she just doesn't want to believe. Whereas he's like, he's on the ball. He sees that this little bastard is uh, yeah. you know, and he ain't no fucking he ain't no yeah. good thing. And it's 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 a phenomenal um Oh, it really is a phenomenal movie. Um, obviously David Warner, he gets his head chopped off with the with the glass. Yeah. So many you know, iconic kills in this as well. And then of course you're one of the known, you know, hanging herself. I mean that that one for me was quite that was weird because when I saw the head getting chopped off and stuff, I was like, oh shit, like that's that's yeah. that's pretty nasty. But I found the known one was just absolutely yeah just crazy. It
1: definitely um, has its moments. And, yeah. and, and and the sound effects and the music as well. Yeah. As as in it, they're totally on point.
0: Oh beautiful, man. What and I've always I've always rated it ahead of the exorcist myself as yeah. well. Um, I think and, and, and as I said, if for anyone that's only seen the omen and hasn't seen the omen 2, go and check out the omen 2 as well. Like, I mean, that is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Six six six, the number of the beast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and, and and you know when he checks the hair and all. Oh, and
0: all, it's, it's so it's 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 it, it's got everything. It's got a, it's got that old school kind of Hitchcock esque atmosphere, mm. where like the the music, as you said, it, it brings that suspense, mm. and um, it's
1: nearly, it's nearly black and white. Yes, it's nearly yes. a black and white movie, but yes. it just has that touch of dark color it in it. That does, gray.
0: yeah. It's, I know, it's absolutely beautiful, man. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, 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 it's one of the best horror movies of and, all time. And, so. and
1: just the way they shot it as well. The weather in it is always shit. Yeah, and like the and and the leaves are blown and the trees and that breeze going through the trees and the effect of it lol. And what about
0: even even that scene where the two boys go into the graveyard, mm. like in the dark and they're getting chased by these fucking hounds like it's that was that was very yeah no 10 out of 10 man that
1: there that there is my walk home in the dark
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's my walk home tell me you ain't watching that again kids and then try and walk home in the dark without your phone Or your and music. Had,
1: yeah, but there was no phone or music then. This is me walking home. Like, he couldn't ring me on my mobile letter to say, you got home all right, Jeff? But that's what I'm saying. Go,
0: if you I'm if just... you took away phones and social media from today's society and you got them to watch that and then told them to walk home in the dark, they'd be the same. <laughs> Unbelievable. Nice. Number eight. Um,
1: eight, I'm going to go for Poltergeist.
0: Oh, good shout. I'm good shout. In there.
1: And again, you could... house is, is clear...
0: yeah yeah
1: step into the light Caroline step into the (laughs) light
0: Caroline oh man that that, that affected me when I was a kid that was one of them that I was allowed to watch yeah
1: yeah
0: Yeah. very (laughs)
1: and and it affected herself as well for many years apparently as
0: well Well, yeah, look, like, I mean, this this movie did have some really, really strange going on. It was actually one of them that um, a lot of people like to say that there was all kind of mad stuff on The Exorcist, which there was, but in Poltergeist, there was a lot of crazy yeah. kind of stuff going on in the background. And, of course, the young girl passed away mm. um, during it. She had a disease at the time, but a lot of people have made conspiracy yeah. theories about it and stuff like that. Um, and they said that the kind of set was, was, was haunted and stuff, but it was... Uh, Good Lord. It was it was a great and and the great kind of um, it was one of those old great narratives, wasn't it? Where it was, you know, this kind of town built and or this particular house built on uh, Indian burial ground and um, stuff that really kind of does make you think, oh, shit, this could happen possibly. You know what I mean? Not like not like a bat coming through and just you know I, I,
1: I'm, telli- I'm telling you now i'm sitting here now and as i'm talking about this i'm actually getting tingles in my arms and everything thinking about them like it's mad like
0: but you see that's um, what i do i create that suspense and bring it into it it's like oh, i am dracula <laughs> yeah <100%. laughs>
1: no, Just, uh, i'm not even messing here like i can feel this going through me you know
0: but yeah no um, it's, it's, it's it's an incredible movie um you know, and something based on something so simple, a white noise, you know what I mean, with a TV. Um, it, it, it's it's amazing how little you need to do to create an amazing kind of suspense story and then build into a great horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, obviously Spielberg's team had a handle on this, so it was quite big production compared to some of the, some of the movies that we probably talk about you know, on this list or, or or you know on on um on previous episodes but at the same time good lord it was a hollywood production done right yeah absolutely 100%. Yeah.
1: percent um what are we on seven seven i'm gonna put in seven i'm gonna put interview with a vampire
0: okay now you're
1: talking t- brad pitt one of my favorite one of my favorite movies
0: of all time believe S- it or not
1: Stellar movie. Absolute stellar movie. Brilliant story. And the the chemistry between the two of them is absolutely incredible. Um, The the story of one, you know, so engrossed in it, and the other one fighting against the bad because he sees the good. And I just thought, what a movie. I I don't think it gets near the credit it deserves. Um, The the
0: one movie that when I was 10, because that came out in 1994 without me even need needing to you know look at anything and um, the one movie that the stepmother and the dad actually allowed me to watch and even though there was stuff going on in it you see quite a lot of uh yeah see quite a lot of Kate Bush on women and all that kind of stuff and uh I, I was gonna like you know do the old thing bury your head in the sand when you're a 10 year old and you see anything any nudity but then like you're kind of going <laughs> have a peek but um yeah, man, this this was a phenomenal movie. Um, wow, well, what a piece of work. I mean, based on the books, but, you know, a lot of people, the stat, I mean, Tom Cruise actually steals the show in this movie, like, hands down. And, I mean, this is, this is going up against an actor like Brad Pitt, but Tom Cruise in this is absolutely phenomenal. I, I say it all the time. Take away your kind of Scientology and all that kind of stuff with Tom Cruise. Very yeah. rarely in a bad film, <laughs> you know what I mean. He's yeah. he's actually yeah. one of and those he's actors. Produced
1: some serious classics. Oh, he's produced classics.
0: Very yeah. underrated actor, but in this in particular, I think it's probably I dare say probably his best role.
1: It, Along it with Born on the Fourth I mean. of
0: July, anyway. But you know what I mean? Like it's mm. it's 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 a phenomenal movie. Like it's, it's it's your you picked it so. Talk, yeah. talk to me.
1: Yeah, no, I, I remember back, like, I, I think that the, the costume in it and everything and all was incredible. And, and like, very to, gothic. See, to see, yeah, and to see Brad Pitt battling against what he had to do and become. And he goes out on the street and, he like, he's catching rats. And he's eating the rats for the blood instead of Because he doesn't animals. want to eat humans, yeah. He doesn't want to eat humans on. He's fighting against it, fighting against it. And... And Cruz is on his shoulder all the time. Stop fighting what you are and what you've become and all this. and You know, but it's just, it's an incredible movie.
0: Like, um, and a young Kirsten Dunst in it then as well. Like, yeah, can,
1: absolutely. Yeah. It's a
0: very, it is a very dark movie. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. people don't talk about it enough, I think, in the horror genre. Because it is quite a horrifying movie. And even to this day, it's quite dark and gothic, as I said. Um, even even the scenes with, uh, with uh, what's his name? What's that good-looking Spanish guy? He's always in the movies. The old women loved him. He was Desperado. What's his name? Uh, oh, good lord!
1: It's not Benito del Toro, is it? No, no, no. What's no, no. Guy? I know the guy you're talking
0: about, though. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. It's, but I mean, he's yeah. Like I mean, that that is a. Phen- of course, I'm going to get it here, so fans yeah. can't uh, can't can't give a shit. But um, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's uh, Antonio Banderas. Yes. Is um. Yes. His his kind of character in it as well, you know, where he's kind of helping them, and then you have that weirdo meeting him down the laneway, just mimicking his movements. That creeped me the fuck out when I was a kid. I gotta say, so it was very dark, and I think you'll know what I mean by this. No, light like, would you dare say that they took a lot of the uh, in terms of their sets and stuff that they done, even though it was based in in kind of uh, New Orleans and then like kind of the darker mm-hmm. sides. It was almost very um, Hammer Horror-esque. Yeah. in the old Gothic sets that they had.
1: I, I was about to turn around, you'd say it would be perfect for a stage. Yeah. You know, like a Broadway stage yeah. movie. Yeah. Because the there wasn't a huge, in terms of the sets, it was mainly kind of rooms and, you know, smaller mm. sets and stuff like that. But certainly got it across, you know, but it was just, I think it was incredible. I and a lot of, um, a
0: lot of homoerotic kind of references in it as well at a time where yeah. it was probably, uh probably kind of frowned upon you know what i mean and mm. um, there was a lot of kind of um gay references now which obviously wouldn't be a problem in 2021 but at the time um they were really pushing boundaries at that time you know the dynamic between all the male characters in it and um, they had that kind of almost feminine side of very dangerous characters and it was really really beautifully written and and more so beautifully acted
1: yeah, especially for those two boys. And and it, it was like, it was way out of kilter for those boys as well in yeah. terms of their acting dynamic as well. Absolutely. So it really tested them in terms of what they were able to deliver, you know.
0: That one scene before we uh, before we go, when, when the stat is in playing the piano in behind the white kind of cloth and he's just come out of the swamp after being fucking chewed up by alligators. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. If for anybody that hasn't seen that movie, get your ass. It's Halloween month. Get your ass on that. You won't be yeah. disappointed.
1: Yeah, an absolute cracker.
0: Um,
1: what are we? Number six.
0: six? Six. This is the number of the beast now, so you gotta... Six
1: Six is gonna be a
0: franchise
1: that kept me awake for many a night. The man that's above my head there, A Nightmare in Elm Street, Robert, yeah. England. Um, Incredible. Um, and, and it's a weird one as well because I always like, you know, the... The, the school bus that was in two, I think it was, wasn't it? And yeah. the first one was just crazy. Like, you know what I mean? And it was just, even the third one was mental. And
0: um, nothing was like it though. I mean, like, even though we had, even though we had kind of, I mean, Halloween was, it's still one of the scariest movies of, yeah. of Halloween. You know, no pun intended, but of Halloween or of the horror genre, you can still watch Halloween in in October now. And you get that beautiful nostalgia feeling, but you also still get creeped the fuck out because it's so dark and it's so well acted. And John Carpenter is just the best of all time. Mm. But this this took slasher to a whole different. I mean, you basically, yeah. you've got a guy who was a pedophile that was burned by the the whole neighborhood. So there's some really really darkness behind this behind this story, right?
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It just and uh, just the way he's presented and and it, you know, the way it sort of begins where it's all these kind of like school kids, if you like, or whatever yeah. it is, and and they're all kind of experiencing these things on different levels and stuff like that. And then it's like they they start communicating, go what was that about last night? And they go, I had that too. And what about this? Night? Yeah. And it all starts coming together. Yeah. And then this absolute burnt up lunatic with a bladed glove and a, a stripy jumper like Dennis the Menace and a hat. And, and, and the scary thing is when the hat comes off, the head when it has no hat on it is just freaky as hell. Like, you know, but uh, yeah, what a what a um, what a franchise nightmare! in own Street stands up to that. Yeah, Rachel even
0: said it to me. She said it's probably the scariest idea as well. Imagine yeah. not being able to sleep, or you mm. die. <laughs> it's like shit. Yeah. We all need it, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So
1: yeah. And although was, you probably you could probably
0: not... survive in that uh, noil with with the amount that you do.
1: <laughs> so. oh, I don't know, but it's a weird. It was a weird dy- dynamic as well because when I was watching them as well. I'm not sure if they coincided with V. Remember the series V, yeah, where he was in that as well. But he was actually the good guy. He was yes. the liaison between yes. the humans and the aliens and all. Yeah, and he had the blonde. He had the blonde curly hair. Great show, yeah, great show. Yeah, yeah so that was it was a kind great of series. Dynamic. And then to see him in this, and you're going, God, that's that same guy. Like it's unbelievable. He's phenomenal. And the man. makeup of it all was brilliant. You know, unbelievable. Yeah. Like you know, that's a great. So yeah, job. I put that put them in there. So I thought that was a good one. Number um,
0: five,
1: five. I have to put in the Alien franchise. It's a okay. Garnie Weaver. Unbelievable. I remember at the time when Alien came out for us, and Aliens is even a jump from that But I remember when Alien came out, and that scene where it comes up, when it comes out of his chest or his stomach. And I just remember people, when that came out, it was so shocking. People talked about it for months. It was incredible, like, you know. Um, so yeah, the alien movie was just, yeah, I loved it, so, I loved it as well. Yeah. Weaver, and then the like, second one, that, unbelievable. she's unreal, wasn't she? Yeah. unbelievable. And, and isn't there uh, something
0: really... to, there's something to be said as well, isn't there, about some of these actors that weren't Hollywood big Hollywood directors, should I say? Mm. Um, that were choosing women in the you know as the main kind of uh, character as the heroine, if we like, and it kind of way ahead of their time in a lot of ways, you know. Um, Scorned Weaver, badass. Um, you know, even 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 the chick in in, uh, in Nightmare in Elm Street, badass. You know, mm. Halloween, yeah. badass. Like it was it was great to see the women get their due as as kind of yeah. you know, it wasn't just all about getting your tits out or you know, even though a lot of the '80s movies that we loved was that you know, mm. but at the same time they were all yeah. it was always the guys were always the ones getting fucked up yeah. and and being goofy. But uh, aliens, man, alien and aliens—that whole yeah, franchise yeah. is, yeah, yeah, it's it's timeless, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So fantastic and definitely well worth a watch and go back to it. Like and to see Sigourney Weaver, what a badass in the second one, shaving the, the head second. and everything. She shaves the head and she has that blowtorch Gatling gone. Oh man, there's, there's all there's all these kick-ass Marines with her and soldiers and all, and she just brushes them. Aside <laughs> She's and, fucking you know, awesome, I mean, man. Kicking ass. Like yeah. you know? that that, that oh. scene when she's in that
0: robotic thing and all. And yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Come at me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, know, that kind of way. I love it. Yeah, and she's like
0: standing of... there, that iconic scene where she's there face to face with the alien. It's like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um absolutely. yeah, beautiful, man. Beautiful show um, Beautiful show um,
1: next up, where are we at? Four, is it? Four. We're, We're getting,
0: getting down to the down, to the down to the business a... end now.
1: Four. I'm putting in a silence of the lambs. Um Hannibal Lecter, what can we say? Jodie Foster. Oh my god, um, what an incredible
0: movie. Um, very I mean, we go back to what you said at the start, dark from yeah. start to finish. Yeah, I don't think there's a joyous moment in this fucking movie. <laughs> no, and, and
1: and very Jodie Foster-esque because yeah. like she, 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 if you look at a lot of her acting career, like she's gone through Everything that she has played or starred in has been like a tough task. She was in The Accused, remember? Nell? Yeah. Nell, she was in The Accused. She was in Taxi a Driver. She was a
0: kid and yeah. Taxi Driver. She played a yeah. young prostitute as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah, absolutely. She's been in some absolute banger movies, but she always plays that kind of like
0: stern where she's
1: thrust into that position of like, I don't know how you describe it, but always like kind of not so much a victim but kind of nearly secondary
0: to a victim, if you know. Well, vul- you. has that kind of vulnerability to her, yeah. to, you know, to her character. And then yeah. she plays that vulnerability really well. You know what I mean? She reminds you, when you look at her, she reminds you of kind of uh, her own Dolores from the Cranberries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, real kind yeah. of taint. But at the same time, she's... Um, man, in this in this particular movie, like, just... Uh, you know, because uh, we're coming in cold here, lads. I, I didn't know any of those picks. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're doing this. And I have to comment on this one. Again, one of the movies that, without a shadow of a doubt, still scares me to this day every time I watch it. Because, again, this is based on reality. You know, this is based on on um, on something that can happen. This lunatic who was mm-hmm. eating people, and then you've got a guy going around wearing girls' skin. You know, based, yeah. based of course, on... Um, on Ed Gein, um, you know, well, some elements of it based on Ed Gein. But again, Noel, I, I really like this choice because, as I say, it's just a film of pure darkness. You never see sunlight mm. in it. You never see any happy moments, ever any laughing moments. And and the, the end kind of whole scene where she's in this house on her own and this crazy motherfucker's going around with like the with the night vision on.
1: Yeah, the night vision goggles and all
0: yeah. Oh my goodness. When I saw this I was terrified. Yeah. Yeah. First time and the
1: whole the whole uh, the whole butterfly Avery thing and you know all the butterflies in it and, yeah and, and, and even your man who played Buffalo Bill he was like incredible like, oh you know, he was when he has your one what was it the president's daughter or the ex yeah down in the, the well the president's daughter yeah. down in the well and all and she's she's absolutely it puts the lotion on her
0: skin yeah Put what the fuck is lotion in the baskets?
1: <laughs> yeah and, and the way she the way she captures his dog and everything and all and oh it's just crazy,
0: yeah. It's only a little wrong, yeah. it's like the man that voice yeah. even scared you, didn't it? Yeah, and when mm-hmm. she's
1: crying and he's at the top of the well going ooh, 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 and he's howling along with her, and all, yeah,
0: and it's, it's mad. Yeah.
1: And then, and then the dynamic between her and Anthony Hopkins is just incredible in the movie, just um, and, and like amazing. that. I, I'd imagine for that movie for him as well, that scene when um, they go into the uh, the Prison? cage. Now, you know the cage they had with the piano? Yeah, it yeah. it seems to be a piano, doesn't it? And your man, the guard is strung up on the cage and he's Like an angel of death,
0: yeah. That kind
1: of thing, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's just incredible. And, and and even that scene, you know, where they wheel him in with the mask on, on the trolley, to meet your woman, to try and find the daughter. And he has the mask on him and everything and all. The dynamic of that scene is- And there's
0: a weird... There's a, it, it's weird because he's kind of like he's the heel in this, in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, you're kind of rooting for him. Like, I remember yeah. even as a kid, you're rooting for him because the, the guards are such bastards. So the, the the movie was really well done, and the story was so well written, that, like, they make Buffalo Bill the complete heel. You know what I mean? That you're like, yeah. this guy is the guy that you need to get. And you kind of forget that Anthony Hopkins' character is Hannibal Lecter is a fucking psychopath who eats people. You know what I mean? Because you're like, why am I I rooting for this guy? Yeah,
1: and even, even that scene at the end where, you know, where she, she's, she's, they, they, they ring each other and he's, he's talking to her and he's dressed in all the white gear with the Panama yep. hat on. And he just goes off into he the just, sunset. He just goes off into the sunset. And
0: the credits roll and you can actually see him walking the whole way. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, great show. One of, again, one of my favorite. All, you're picking some all time favorite movies for me here. I like this. Yeah. Number three.
1: Number three. Number three. I'm going to go in with misery. With Caddy Bates, absolute belter of a movie. Um, again, I did tell you there is a pattern
0: here. Um, there's a there's a pattern here. What you're doing because my 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 uh, my listeners are going to think that Ian just had the best grandmother of all time, which I did, <laughs> which I did, by the way. <laughs> Rest in peace. But it's true. Another movie that I saw with my uh, with my nanny Marie in Bray and. Like as I said, every Friday. That's why we always put this up on a Friday. You know, it was a big night for us horror fans. You know what I mean? And that was a movie that came yeah. on, um, I believe, after the late late show or something like that. And I remember we watched it, mm. and it was this one in particular is one that she stayed up to watch the whole way. Yeah. You know, into the in, into the uh, into into in past midnight, yeah. and I remember going, "Holy good Jesus!" Like this is this is a, a crazy and and there's something about horror movies when there's a writer involved that's quite special, yeah. isn't there?
1: Well, it's it's kind of not a, it's the way that it kind of evolves. Like like you actually think in the beginning, you don't realize how dark this one is. Yeah, <laughs> you think she's just looking after this guy who's been in an accident. Yeah, and again, it's another. I find these movies that are classics. They're perfect for the stage. Because this is basically centered around a bedroom, basically. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's all but about the acting
0: and the and the atmosphere, yeah.
1: But she's an absolute crackpot, like, and like that scene, that scene where he and tries he
0: to,
1: Yeah, but that that same scene where he tries to escape, and she puts him in the bed, and he comes through, and she's putting this block between his ankles, and she just picks up the hammer, and you just see the ankle going. And you're there going good and Lord. your mind,
0: your mind is doing the work in the build-up to this because you're going, I know what she's about to do here. Um, even uh, even as crazy as when he does get out when she goes out to get him the paper and he's trying to be a smart ass, and he falls, and he, one of the penguins moves, and it's like yeah. that always faces due west, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like
1: and she cops it, yeah, she cops it. So we, I see you were out of your bed again, yeah? And the yeah. way she oh. talks him, she talks to him like, you know, the girl who would hand you a pot of jam back in the day if she made oh. jam out. She talks like this and she's lethal. Like, you know what I mean? And Reminds like, me of
0: me old, you know, high school janitor or whatever, like definitely crazy.
1: And, and, and that, that bit where she's at the end of the bed and she goes, you know, I'm your number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, oh my God. And it's... you're just there go, oh. What a and movie. You're rooting for your man to get out, aren't you?
0: Oh, rooting. 100%. In no way, shape or form, only a psychopath would be rooting for this woman. Because she's I, fucking nuts.
1: And I don't know how she trained as well. Those scenes where she's talking to him and her eyeballs are nearly coming out of her head. Yeah. You know, because you can see, you can see the craziness in her eyes. And it's only when that action starts that you actually see how mad she is. Um, but God, what a movie. She's incredible. Like
0: you know, I love it. Well, look, we're down to the top two and what we'll do before we get to the top two, we'll take a little break yep. and uh, it won't be a break for all of you listeners. Trust me, there's no ads. We are an independent podcast, but uh, we have needs. So <laughs> we're going to take a little break and when we come back, we're going to give Noel to actually give him time to pick his top two here because he is picking from a list of 23. Hmm. So uh, when we come back, we're going to get down to the bottom dollar and the top two Horror movies in the shopkeeper's life. So welcome back to On The Slab with me, Ian Kelly. Of course, here with Noel Hogan. And we are down to his final two horror movies of all time. So Noel, I'm sure you've had a chance over a little break there that nobody got to see. Um, and I'm sure you've it, dwindled it down to two, which is really hard, by the way, because my, my list can change know on a daily to weekly basis so i know it's a tough one but uh we'll let you get through some honorable mentions after i suppose just just to just to make you feel better so i
1: think the list the list of honorable mentions will be most people's top (laughs) 10 probably you know so
0: well you know i I think it'll be very hard to 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 beat these so why don't you go for your second number two this is a tough one for me because for me these are
1: two number ones um, one is a movie I grew up on, and I probably have watched it now, not even messing, probably 300 times. I don't know how many times I've even watched it with Ben. And I guess it, oh, is, it a, is it,
0: uh, is it C related?
1: No, no, number two no. is not C related, okay. no, no, not yet. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's a man who I grew up on as well, and I put him up there as an icon, really, in terms of um, how he shaped my life and stuff like that. So, number two. Not necessarily one that you might call a horror, but Predator.
0: Okay, so so you, so you're gonna you're getting into the controversial stuff now because obviously you're gonna have horror fans saying that's an action movie, you know what I mean? But but yeah. definitely what you're saying here is that there's horrific elements within that, yeah.
1: Well, I, I suppose the thing about it, if you think it's an action movie, then you have to put an Alien nearly in the same bracket and yeah. Aliens, then don't you really? So, yeah. um. I, I put it in there again, as I said at the beginning, my my selections are not necessarily gore and you know, like that that real cutthroat slasher type stuff. But Predator is certainly one where it's it's to me it's it's so suspenseful um and, and a and a brilliant movie. And well there's definitely a, a bit of gore
0: in Predator for sure, but in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> More yeah, in a
1: in a different way. Yeah. Um, and I, it 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 rang a bell with me at the time because at the time and I still am to this day, a big, huge wrestling fan. So I remember when I was watching Superstars and I was watching Challenge, Jesse was there commentating, obviously. Yeah. And Jesse was this new big movie star. And I remember they were plugging this movie and stuff like that. And I was so excited to go see the movie and that Jesse the Buddy Ventura was going to be in. And we knew he was a big badass, you know. And uh, the way he got taken out, the way they, they cauterized this whole midsection was gone. Mm. And uh, the dynamic between him and Bill Duke was incredible. Yeah, Um, just unbelievable, but just a brilliant movie. And um,
0: what's your favorite uh, off the top of your head? What's your favorite quote in the movie?
1: Well, where Jesse's one, He Ain't Got Time to Bleed, was a
0: yeah, I mean, that's Um, that's got to be the best one, right?
1: Yeah, but the, I mean, obviously, the one to get to the chopper obviously is (laughs) synonymous, really, so
0: iconic, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, it, but even your man, even the nerdy type guy telling the dirty jokes, you know. <laughs> remember remember he's telling the dirty jokes and the chopper and stuff like that and Jesse offering them the, the, the chewing tobacco and all and you're all a bunch of slapjaw faggots and all this kind of thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> For the time, it was just crazy. You know what I mean? it, just, it was unbelievable. But to see them getting picked off and, and the girl who was in it as well, who played a brilliant part, she kind of was in on it, she knew you know what I mean, from an early stage, these guys were constantly getting picked off and she was the one that was being left all the time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and even when Bill Duke ends up down in the trap and he thinks he has the alien and he's stabbing a wild pig, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, you know, just just some crazy scenes in it, but uh, real suspenseful. And especially when it gets dark and it gets into that dark stage with Arnie with the mud and all this. No, it's phenomenal.
0: And I mean, the, the Predator is one of the best kind of creatures in in anything yeah. ever. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. to this day, like again, a movie I've seen quite a lot of times as well and um yeah, it's very, very hard to find. I mean, I've always been a Predator guy ahead of an alien, believe yeah. it or not, as well. Mm. Um, mm. I had a cousin at a time was mad into aliens and I kind of wanted to be like my cousin. But then, you know, when you get older and make your own mind up, I was like, this Predator guy is far cooler. Would you stop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's it's a guy in a suit running around. You don't know that at the time, but it's like this suit yeah. is phenomenal. So yeah, um, phenomenal movie. Yeah, great choice.
1: Yeah, so I put that in there. and Definitely, it'll be controversial within the horror realm,
0: but that's yeah. all right. But well, we're allowed to do that. Yeah, so run now run we're down to soon. the big, yeah. to the big cheese. But
1: the the number one, or if you want one A, if you want to call it that, would be definitely Jaws. Ah. Without a shadow of a doubt, I grew up on Jaws. I looked over my shoulder every time I was in British Bay. <laughs> I just, you know what I mean? I had nightmares. And of course, Disney. you live yeah, by I the bay now
0: there. as well. You're only down the road from, uh, yeah. from, from my hometown and break. Close, so. Absolutely. <laughs> um,
1: but I always, I always remember, like, I, I was always, it, it started a, a fascination with me with white sharks. And I have it to this day as well. I always watch all the, you know, the shark week and the air jaws and the documentaries. And I'm intrigued by white sharks. And I even said to Ben there a few weeks ago, we were watching Jaws. And I said, definitely on our bucket list. Two of us have to go to South Africa and go cage diving with great whites. I have to see one of them in the flesh for real one day. It's on the bucket list.
0: I rather um, you than me. You just tell me how it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the pictures. Yeah. But, um yeah, but I, it just started a fascination with me. And I remember always, even when I was in school and, you know, you'd be asked to do a project or an essay. I remember I did an essay in tour class and it was about a, a killer shark um, that was terrorising the Florida beach. And I wrote a, I wrote a four-page essay on this. And uh, I remember handing it up and, and the teacher was looking at me like as if I was something crazy. Um, I had wrote this essay on a, a great white shark terrorising the Florida beach and he asked me how did you come about that and I said I was a big fan of Jaws and I loved the movie and I'm mad about great white sharks and all and just literally so changed, so Flor-
0: changed New York to Florida to make it sound better <laughs>
1: yeah and, well I couldn't I couldn't go with the story like you know, yeah, of course. yeah I, couldn't just re- I couldn't just rewrite the movie but I, th- I think in, in Jaws, this lovely town
0: called known. Bamity instead of Amity
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and it's, a, it's Sarah's Vineyard instead of yeah <laughs> yeah and I I was like, I, I always like the movie to me, like just, I, I often you look back at it and you go, you know, they could have went out in a de- decent ship to hunt this shark down, but he went in and out in a elf wooden boat, and like your man Quint the Orca, yeah. And Richard Dreyfus, and and I go back and me and Ben at least once a month we'd look at the making of this movie, and how this movie ever got to the screen I will never know. Between the mechanical problems with the shark, between the three boys hating each other's goats, Bruce yeah,
0: Bruce like
1: like yeah, but your man your man uh, what's his name Shaw. I mean, him and Dreyfus just hated each other. Well, it's other. a good
0: job it never got into anything because I mean, Richard Dreyfus probably would have ended his life <laughs> to be no more. To, to, be, to be would have been no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but I remember,
1: I remember when uh, I remember when Shaw passed away. Richard Dreyfus was on the late late show. Yeah. And he re- he reconnected with Shaw's family. I heard. Because he, yeah. Because he felt he had kind of unfinished business. Um, because they, they actually they couldn't stand each other on set like
0: right. and
1: um he said he reconnected with Shaw's family and stuff like that, so it was a beautiful sort of closing of the circle and stuff like that. No, but it must have been, and and this was really this was Spielberg on the edge. Imagine like if this hadn't have panned out all the other stuff, we would have never got because he would have just been blackballed, you know what I mean. And if you 100%. go and you watch the making of the movie, it's unbelievable. It's, it
0: is, it's a phenomenal story, and I mean to me, you know, it's this this the, you know, this is the second week in a row or third week in, in a row where there's been a top ten. Obviously, Ted was on with Greg the other week and I think he picked Jaws as well. And it's it's so hard not to. I mean, this is again this is a, for me, this is a movie that means a lot to me personally, which we've spoken about before, because um, you know, growing up in 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 Bray, like it was you know, I I, I was I was only a kid, and in my head, this was just down on that beach, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. um, my granddad was such a good, such a good storyteller that, um, you know, he'd make me believe that that was the case, you know what I mean? And that he knew, he knew, uh, Shaw, <laughs> you know, he knew Quint and everything. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was just because he, he'd love, he'd love kind of kids letting their imagination run wild, you know, yeah. Yeah. um, not necessarily in a good way. When I think back, but, uh, <laughs> cause it fucking terrified me. But um no it was and it was actually funny um true true personal story when I got over to I think I've said it on a podcast before when I got over to um to Orlando and got to uh, got to Universal um we were we were there for Universal Horror Nights and I saw Rachel pointed out the the shark where they have hanging upside down yeah hanging upside down. Like the remnants, the last remnants of the old kind of Jaws ride. Now it's been taken yeah, over by on. shitty Harry right. Potter. Yeah, um, I was on the ride. Got yeah, no, on. and I, I didn't get to do it, unfortunately. But um yeah. shitty Harry Potter got fucking yeah. came in place of it. So fuck all you Harry yeah. Potter fans. Um it's not their fault, in fairness. Sorry, Harry Potter fans. Um JK it's just not Jaws. <laughs> yeah, it's just not Jaws. But uh, I got I got really theory eyed just yeah. seeing it, you know what I mean? Because it was just that moment where it took me back to being a six-year-old kid sitting on my granddad's knee watching mm. Jaws. It was uh, it was pretty pretty emotional. And um... I'm
1: living I'm living in a seaside town.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just, yeah. Just one of those things. And it's, yeah, for me, it'll always be number one as well. I don't think it's... it's I think yeah. it's, 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 it's almost impossible to top, really, when you get down to the bare bones of it, so... Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, no. I just I remember even years ago there used to be little articles when I was younger in the newspapers of, you know, great white spotted off the coast of the UK and stuff at different places and stuff like that and all. And I remember one time actually they pulled a shark out of the canal, didn't they? And They did. Story back in the day, they pulled they a shark. Did. I think it was a hammerhead or something. It like was that. a hammerhead, but and
0: people it. automatically, oh my god, shark!
1: <laughs> and I was thinking. This fucker can get up to the canal. I ain't swimming again unless it's a swimming pool. I'm done. <laughs> you know done. I,
0: mean? like- I was like, I never went into the sea since other than yeah. like neck height. And I can feel something below me. Yeah,
1: you yeah. know what I
0: mean? I'm like, no, yeah. the sea is not for me. And then yeah. you see these videos. Like, you remember that famous video of the the harbor, the big splashes in the harbor? It's on YouTube. And it's just a big, huge blue whale. Just literally under the harbour, like why would you yeah. fucking do that? <laughs> Just yeah. paddle.
1: Yeah, my dad, yeah, my dad used to tell me stories. My dad was a great swimmer back in the day, and he used to go swimming with um my mother's two brothers and stuff like that down to British Bay. And he said they were out swimming one day, and he used to grow out a good bit and stuff like that. He was a very strong swimmer. My dad he used to do the liffy swim back in the day, hmm. you know. And uh, he was out swimming, and the next thing these basking sharks, went boy. I don't know if you've seen a basking shark. I have, it's yeah. Joy enormous. But you can tell i not, not being beside one, <laughs> yeah. But you can tell that you can tell they're not great whites because they have extra fins, you know yeah. What I mean, there's a number of fins I think runs down their flank. And uh, he was out swimming with them, and they were joining us. But he said the mother's two brothers absolutely shit themselves and shot straight into the beach onto the sand and said they're never going swimming again. But uh, yeah, well, that was just, the
0: thing, a- just, a, just a little side note on that as well. The reason Quint, to this day, that I love the character Quint is because he reminds me of my granddad in so many ways. Not that my granddad was a big drinker or anything like that, but, um, you know, he'd always have his pipe. He loved his pipe and he always has a fisherman hat on. Yeah. But my granddad was a great fisher, fisherman. Um, mm. In fact, I don't know if this record's ever been broken, but my dad has, a, like, a plaque at home with a picture of my granddad in black and white. From uh, one of the local newspapers, I think it might have been the Bray people or possibly the Wicklow people, mm. um, that he held a record for catching the biggest uh, fish on the east coast. Oh, so nice. yeah, it was re- and it was this weird looking fish. The thing was absolutely humongous, and it was mm. there was a picture of me in Annie's house always of it as well, and I didn't kind of really appreciate that that kind of accomplishment till you, you know, till you get over. So he, he kind of had a boat, wasn't as big, but it was, you know, similar. And it was kind of like, shit, there's my grand on this little fishing boat, you know? And yeah. So it was uh, every time I'm down at the, uh, down at Bray Harbor, like it's always, they always get that kind of little kind of feeling of history and, kind of accomplishment in the family like you know what I mean so yeah
1: and and that little Bray Harbour is very like the little harbour yeah you know what I mean parallels with it yeah. you know
0: and especially like Bray now is not the same as Bray then we had nah. those little kind of shacks and those yeah. little kind of are, like, li-
1: type things. Yeah.
0: yeah, Yeah, like those little lifeguard stations and all on the beach at the time. And yeah. you'd see all the banana boats out and like, you know, yeah. summertime, you'd be like, "Whoa!" Yeah. there was a lot less stone and a lot more sand back yeah. then as well. So it's like yeah. it's uh yeah. Great show. Great show. Yeah. I love I love life. talking about that movie and what it means I- to us.
1: I always wind up Ben as well because Ben would go for some of the night swims with the lads down into the cove and Greystones. Yeah. And there's a big old, there's a big old seal that hangs out down there. If you've seen him, he's Joy Norman. Yeah, yeah. i seen him back in the day. He's, he's, co- he's covered in the winkles and all. He's so old now. Oh, know? he's about but
0: 150 there's, years old. <laughs> but, there's a li-
1: but there's a little seal sanctuary if you go halfway on the dart in one of the inlets. You'll yeah. obviously the baby ones there with the mothers. It's like a, like a you know, like a, I don't know what they call it, what do they call it for sales or something like that? Nursery. Be like a yeah. sale nursery and stuff like that. And I always say to Ben when he's going off for a night swim, I said, You always remember now if the sales around, there's always great whites because that's <laughs> what he <it> is." <laughs> and I always put the fear of God up in go swimming, you know what I mean? So but it's just hilarious, like you know. What I mean? Yeah,
0: so, it's it, it's yeah. one of those movies. Like my mother yeah. worked in the uh, Savoy Cinema over here in Dublin mm. at the time that, that came out, she was only probably seventeen or eighteen years old. Yeah. And like she's now, she's a phenomenal swimmer, um. But in the pool, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like I'm not getting into the sea ever. <laughs> the when I sea. saw that movie, never ever did I get into the sea ever again. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, great show. That's a hell of a listen, oil. It is, and a hell of a debut on the uh, on on the slab. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna give your list. In true King Kingwell fashion, I'm gonna give you a list of five slabs of meat out of five. To be fair, I like that list. Okay. Um, do you want? Um, do you want a few honourable mentions? Yeah, go for it.
1: Right, I'll, I'll go down through them pretty quick. Amateurville. I always think horror movies that are associated with a house in any way—that's the focal point. I think are always brilliant Do you remember...
0: uh, Do you remember... I was only talking to Rachel about this the other night. Do you remember... Was it Eddie Murphy that done that joke or was one of the black comedians and said, why do y'all white people always stay? (laughs) It's like... (laughs) It's like, you know, the motherfucker told you to get out. Black people would be gone. (laughs) Y'all white people stay. No,
1: what he said said was... White people always
0: run towards
1: the trouble. Never away
0: from (laughs) it. It's like... You actually had this voice saying... Get out, and you're like, You stay.
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, get out? <laughs> yeah.
0: What are you gonna do? You'll do nothing,
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, one that could have been on the top ten, of cars, Carrie.
0: Um, oh, what a movie! Yeah, Stephen King movie, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I had in there The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Which I thought was a phenomenal movie.
0: Was a good movie, actually. I've only ever seen it once, but now that you say it, it's a uh, it's a movie that I could revisit. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it Um and there, Tim Curry. Yeah, um, I mean incredible. that that that's where my fear of clowns came from. Anyone that knows me knows that I have a bit of clownophobia, whatever the the word is. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of clowns, even though Carol Kingwell loves being a clown.
1: Yeah, Hol- Halloween was one that you mentioned earlier, of course. So that that would be on the list. And again, it's a, a flip of a coin to include or not include. You know, and um, The Lost Boys. Oh, phenomenal! Phenomenal movie. Um, Hellraiser, of course, with Pinhead. Absolutely um, amazing. Yeah. Um, Bram Stoker's
0: Dracula. You're talking about the '92 one with Gary Oldman. Yeah. Uh, I will replace that with the horror of Dracula, um, um, of course, Christopher Lee. Hammer Horror, but that's okay. I love that movie still. Winona Ryder in all of her youthful glory.
1: Yeah. Um, One that I really loved until I found out about it, the Blair Witch Project, Um, which I thought was at the time was a brilliant movie because we were sold. It was kind of like our Milli Vanilli. We actually thought they were singing and dancing, but they were actually taking the piss, and they weren't doing that. Mm. That Blair Witch Project. Remember they sold it originally that it was the real thing. They done a they and done then, a good
0: K job on it, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: So that was that was one of my um one that was in there. Um, Psycho, of course. Ah. Adele, Adele, the shower yeah. scene is synonymous,
0: you know. Synonymous. Um,
1: and then I rounded it out with two The Conjuring two. Because I like
0: it because it's based on a true story and stuff like that. Yeah, that was the one in England uh, where, and yeah, one of the scariest scenes actually in in recent modern horror history when uh, you just see that L lad sitting behind you on the couch. (laughs) Like, holy shit. That is, like, I'm getting goosebumps now with that one. Because you were like, what? The fuck yeah. is going and,
1: on here, and when the house starts shaking and no one can get in and no one can get out, and all that, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, very, very,
1: it, it's incredible to think that that's based on a true story, isn't yeah, it? kind of yeah, yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah.
1: And, and I'm gonna round it out with Quentin Tarantino, of course, and George Clooney from Dustal Dawn, <laughs> 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 unbelievable movie, more of a what comedy what think...
0: horror movie, but I mean, uh, yeah. you know,
1: but what you think starts out as like, um, you know, just a, a robbery and on the run to Mexico. And boy, God, does it take a swerve big time. <laughs>
0: as you always like to say, it takes a quick
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, left turn. Um, and of course, in that in that movie as well, um, you forget some of the actors that are in it. Julia, could Lewis. Tell?
1: Julia Lewis.
0: Yeah, Juliet Lewis as I'm well. Yeah, it's... it's um. What, what else have I got? I, I, I had a little known fact on this one. Um, well, uh,
1: well, uh, it triggered the, um, uh, the Danny Trejo,
0: of course, uh, as I'm a man yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Savini, of course, the great makeup artist who pretty much is any of those beautiful, you know, horror movies that you watched in the '80s and that beautiful makeup effects that was Tom Savini. But he also acted in this, and he has the little cock gun Yeah, <laughs> Sal- Salma Hayek. Salma, oh, good Jesus! Oh. Let's let's not let's not get either of us divorced. <laughs> talking about her let's yeah. just uh, make sure that neither partner sees this show and,
1: and then of course Clooney, who started the fascination with lads getting big tribal arm sleeves yeah <laughs> we had that tribal arm sleeve that everyone yeah. was killed, cool. and then everyone went down and kind of got one and then they regretted it they felt, they felt that they were going to be George a badass
0: having it yeah and you were like okay so if you're getting a tribal thing make sure it's at least from your own culture <laughs> I mean, you know it's okay getting like celtic tattoos or native yeah. american tattoos yeah. if they fit within your yeah. <laughs> you, you know yeah. your ethnicity not yeah. your ethnicity but you know yeah. within your culture would yeah. be a fair way cheech marin in it as well yeah of course when he goes to the titty twister we got black pussy, black pussy. <laughs> oh my god what a doorman
1: <laughs> <laughs> the best doorman ever did. I remember one minute the band are playing, and the next minute it goes back to the band. The next thing it's all these people carved up into guitars and everything. And yeah, it's
0: like what the fuck, man! That was actually a great yeah. movie, and of course Harvey Coytel with uh, a yeah. with his kids basically just yeah. fucking riding yeah. riding through the desert. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Did,
1: did you watch it? Did you watch the TV series of it as well?
0: I haven't watched that yet. Is it any
1: use? It's very good. Yeah, your, your man who's the sheriff in it, I think, is played by a. Uh, it's Don Johnson, isn't it? I think it's
0: Don Johnson. Michael Parks is the one in the original movie. He plays yeah. the Texas Ranger, but yeah. I, yeah, I think
1: I think in the series, I think it's Don Johnson. It's an older Don Johnson, obviously, but looks. Uh,
0: I got no problem with that. I'm a Don yeah. Johnson fan.
1: It, it's basically what it is. Is it's basically a six part series of the movie. So it's really okay, cool. it follows the movie to the ladder and all and stuff like that. But it's it does a modern kind of twist in it, really okay.
0: Really cool. Now you got me intrigued. Now I'm definitely watching it. So, yeah, and, yeah. And, your, and
1: your man and your man who plays uh Clooney's role, he's a proper slick dude. Like, you know what yeah, what I mean? he has it down to a T, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, you've sold goes, me. Watch it, it's well worth a watch. You've sold me. Look, Look sold. that's it.
0: I think that's about all we have time for this week on On the Slab. Um, you made it off the you made it off the cold table, and you've uh, yeah you've I think you've convinced a lot of people. You convinced me of something new now. I always like that, I always love it, especially when it comes to TV series because I'm a kind of a uh, old school TV series guy. Yeah. I'm a Twilight Zone guy, and uh, yeah, you
1: know, oh
0: uh, man, that's that's me. I'm Dark Shadows, <laughs> black and white, Dark Shadows. You know, not the yeah. not the Johnny Depp movie, which is pretty good by the way, but. It's a comedy, um <laughs> yeah. So Noel, it's been a pleasure having you, and um, I, I'm no sure we're going to have you on again. Thanks for contributing to the uh, the on the slab Halloween month because this is our uh, this is our bread and butter, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure you want to come on again.
1: Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I hope Carol enjoys it as well. I hope I did it justice. <laughs> <laughs> listen you
0: always do it justice my friend always do it justice knocked it out of the park 10 out of 10 um, Yep. Yeah, until next time thank you for watching on the slab I have been your host Ian Kelly and I have been joined by Noel Hogan and until next week horror fans keep staying fucking scared